Welcome back to the Lead Lamp Podcast. This week, I'm very familiar with her, but I wanted to introduce Amanda Brown to you guys. Amanda has a very uh, inspirational story to a lot of other people, and she's very energetic. We love working with Amanda, have a great working relationship with our whole team here. So Amanda, welcome to our podcast. Hey, uh, the general premise of this podcast is to just get to know, you know, influential or just inspiring people in the community. And I awesome. can't think of someone better to have one than you. Thank you. That makes me feel very good. Thank yeah. you for bringing me on. Well, so let's give everyone a little bit of a background story on, sure. you know, where you kind of started out. And then mm -hmm. I know you do a lot. So you have a lot of different, you've worked with other organizations, you, you've done a lot of volunteer work. So kind of just give us a little bit of a background in how you got into all that. Yeah, sure. I think it started with teaching. I'm not from this area. So um, where'd you I, grow up? I grew up near Allentown okay. in a town called Northampton, Pennsylvania. So I went to Bloomsburg University and got to know lots of people who lived in this area and told me about all the wonderful teaching opportunities. So of course I was excited about that. Mm -hmm. And I got my first job teaching second grade at Good Shepherd School in Camp Hill. And since I was new to the area, didn't really know anyone, a lot of the families wanted to bring me in and meet other people. And it was just a wonderful start. I was there for two years and of course was active in all the things that I could be active in. Mm -hmm. One of the things I actually helped them with, which is a funny story, is a talent show to raise money for the new Good Shepherd building that is currently being used actually by the Vista School. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually had the nuns and some of the priests on the stage dancing to fun songs that we choreographed together. That was probably a sight. It was amazing. We raised a ton of money and that amount of money helped the new school to become built fully. Now, my wife's a teacher, so I had to ask this. Did you yeah. have to sub for a while before you got a teaching job or you didn't go through that? So when I graduated from Bloomsburg in May, I moved here right after that. And mm -hmm. I did work in the summer school program. So I got to know some people that way, mm -hmm. but um, I actually didn't do much subbing okay. besides you were lucky. the summer school. Yep. Because certain generations of teachers have to sub for... Right. what seems like ever until they get a job. Right, so. yes, I definitely landed on something that was, I think, right, like made for me. Mm -hmm. So I got to know a lot of people at Good Shepherd. I taught there for two years, and then I actually moved into the Central Dolphin School District, and I taught there for 13 years in mm -hmm. total, fourth grade and then third grade. And again, I met so many people, and I was also a really big runner in the area, and so I ended up helping the school create a fundraising event that would support some families that were in need. Was it through the PTO or? It was through the PTO, okay. yep. And so I brought a lot of community members out to that race and it was held, it started at the school and it went through the community of that school area. And that kind of led into your other yes. running venture you were involved in. Yes, yeah. yes. And so um, while I was teaching there in the Central Dolphin School District, I started having children and they got involved in different sports and they started to enjoy running too. So one of the things I started to volunteer with was the Healthy Kids Running Series program. So I was with that program for three years and that was held in the Enola location. Mm -hmm. And that was an amazing community event. I mean, people from all over came to run with us and it just brought so many different types of people out as well. There was a race that I started there called the Challenger. 
And that division was for kids of all different abilities and limitless. So you could be a part of it if you needed a gait trainer, if you needed a walker, if you needed a cane. So it was very inclusive. Needed if yeah. you needed a wheelchair, and we had such a wonderful turnout. And so, um, again, a lot of people from the community were involved because the races that we provided allowed all inv- individuals to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I feel like the teaching and the running and being active in the community and bringing those two together has really allowed me to meet such wonderful people. Now, what? What was that mean? Like you loved running, but then what was that thing in your head where you were like, I need to get involved. I need to do healthy kids running series or whatever that. So I feel like it was because of my kids, my Mm -hmm. older two. Um, I have a 13 year old. They're a lot of energy. (laughs) Yes. My 13 year old is Sam and my 11 year old is Max. And they, they might not say it, but they love running too. And they're competitive. They are very competitive and they were winning. And so, you know, when you win, it feels good Mm -hmm. and you invite your friends and then they help you do better. And you want to beat your friends. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And they could make it work with their other busy sports schedules. So it just was great because my whole family could be a part of it. Right. And my daughter could be a part of the challenger division because she's not currently walking yet on her own, Mm -hmm. but she can do so many things. And so to see her in action alongside so many people just like her, it was great. Well, and you were telling, you've told me this in the past, but she then became kind of like a beacon Mm -hmm. within that community and the people that showed up to that event, which is really cool. Uh, And that kind of, you know, that's a whole different discussion. I think that could go into a whole different uh, episode on its own. I just want to say that that, I think allowing or having that division, race division, the challenger there um, for everyone to enjoy also allowed me to be more open Mm -hmm. and public with what Elise struggles with Mm -hmm. and what we all um, as, you know, her loving family struggle with, but getting her out there and just opening it up to everyone else just helped me. Well, it's not just good for her, but it's good for other people. We've talked about that too, where when, when you start to, we've discussed this where, you know, families that have kids that need special requirements or can't mm-hmm. participate, they feel like they can't participate right. in those things. Um, when they see other people mm-hmm. also participating mm-hmm. in those things that are kind of like them, right. it encourages them to get out and do more too. So, and we've talked about that with some of the events we do where you're like, this is, yeah. this is great because it, it draws more people in, uh, not for a bad thing either. It's mm-hmm. for like, let's include them all. And, right and get everyone involved. Yeah, and it takes away like the uncomfortableness of it all when mm-hmm. you know there's someone out there that's a little bit like you or that's trying something new, then you wanna try it too. Yeah. So it's helped me in so many ways. Because, Lowers a lot of barriers. Yeah, because of being a teacher, you know, I've seen so many things, but I've also learned so many things and it's just helped me, you know, give my daughter and then other kids like my daughter just some more opportunities in the community, mm-hmm. so. A and little she's a bit of everything. Too. We were talking about your kids, but <laughs> yeah. your your sons are also energetic. But Elise is a oh yeah a whole you know oh yeah she's a and bundle she's a of girl, energy. so she so. likes to push my buttons more than probably anyone else <laughs> yeah. in this universe. Yeah, they're good at that. <laughs> yes, I have two girls and they push my buttons like yeah. constantly. But right. anyways, right. Um, so that you've done the Healthy Kids Running series, and we've we've actually from our company mm-hmm. kind of before you got involved mm-hmm. with with what we do here, yeah. where we're helping you out with the Healthy Kids Running Series. It's yeah. a great, it's a great uh, organization 
for any kid that just wants to be active. Mm-hmm. Um, the, even if they're not a very active kid, they, it gets them in that doorway of mm-hmm. like starting to create healthy, right. healthy pathway for and them. That's the, one of the missions of Healthy Kids Reading Series is however you can get to the finish line, get there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, those organizations are awesome. Now my, di- my girls did Girls on the Run this year mm-hmm. for the first time. And it's the same. Yep different group of people, but it's the same message. Like I know all about, about that, that other person running. Like <laughs> yeah. you, yeah. this is your race. That, so. that program is wonderful too. I was actually a coach for girls on the run mm-hmm. when I worked in central Dauphin school district and then backed out a little bit because of the other demands that I had in my right. life. But, um, I still am asked to be a buddy to run with the girls in the girls on the run They're both race. Great programs. So, yeah. Very great programs for every kid to be a part of. So you've done, you've done a lot with the community um, on a volunteer basis, but now you're starting to do a lot, you know, back in the education side mm-hmm. or early education side, and you're doing some education kind of on a, a not as conventional yeah. way. Right. Uh, and we could talk about how you kind of got into that through sure. that journey. Cause I think how you met Mike's a funny story too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our boss. Yeah. But, um, yes. kind of talk about that a little bit. I, we, we don't have to go into like trying to get everyone to come to tooth fairy night, but yeah. you can just kind of talk about this odd journey you've had into becoming kind of this mascot for a dental company. Mascot is a great way to describe what I do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think I've known Mike for a really long time and he's known my bubbly, energetic, go-getter, do all the things Mm -hmm. personality. So when he came to me and said, hey, I'm looking for a tooth fairy and you're the only person I think who could do it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I It was a nice compliment, you know, so I thought about it and talked to my husband about it and he's like, do it, just do yeah. it. So I was like, okay, so jumped right in. And it's been wonderful because I can be with kids. I can be funny with them. They bring such joy to my life. And I can also teach them some things. Mm-hmm. So I'm teaching them. A little bit them, different. Yeah, than we, very different than being in the classroom and all of those things. But learning more about dental health and teaching them about just how to keep their smile looking great mm-hmm. is just so fun for me. And creating these events called Tooth Fairy Time has been even more fun because I get to partner with people in the community Mm -hmm. who I know or maybe don't know as well yet to bring some more fun into the offices. Yep. And I get to meet new people. And you bring their, you've told me a bunch of times where there's circumstances where you'll notice that a kid or a family is like very Mm -hmm. high anxiety or they have a lot of like, you could tell there's some There's some apprehension thing. or yeah. whatever going on at the dental office. And, uh, you, you know, just you interacting with them mm-hmm. has brought that down. Right. And then they just like skip back to the operatory. Like yes. it's, it's yes. like a completely different kid than what, from what they walked into the door. It's really so amazing to see some new patients coming in and they see me and they're like, wow, the tooth fairy's here. Mm-hmm. It just takes away all the anxiety and fear that they might've otherwise had, you know, coming into a brand new space. Yeah. So it's been so great. And I just, you know, people, well, people ask me all the time, like, how are you doing this? And why do you love it so much? And I said, because it brings me joy. It's so mm-hmm. joyful. And you get to be very creative. Like yes, you have those events where you're organizing a bunch of events with us, uh, monthly yep. tooth fairy times, and you get to have fun. We had a Camtastic came in the yeah. other week and then yeah. you have uh, the, you have the, Girl Scouts are coming in. You're gonna have to cut that because okay. I just blanked. That's okay. Uh, but anyways, you had Camtastic coming in and then you have the Girl Scouts coming in. Mm-hmm. You've had uh, the Taekwondo or the martial yeah. arts guy coming yeah. in. Although your kids 
your older two, I think, took advantage of that because <laughs> yeah, you were holding the pad that day yeah, and they oh, just yeah. went, yeah, they, like, all right, mom's holding this pad. Yeah. We're going to go hard. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> gave me a little bit of their... You might have had a bruise or two on your forearm. <laughs> their frustrations a little bit. Yeah. But, I, but you've had a very wide range of activities mm -hmm. and I've seen you transform that from the first one that we did all the way to what we're doing now. And it's like mind blowing yeah, I how crazy those have gotten. I think about as a kid myself, you know, if I wanted to return to these events month after month after month, what's going to keep me coming back, mm -hmm. you know? And so I know kids, I feel like I know how they think mm -hmm. in some ways. I mean, obviously kids are so unpredictable, but you know, you, you think about those things and I just try to come up with some new ideas and just a different way of having fun. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we have the librarian come in and it's a more calm, <laughs> relaxing environment, but then we have like the martial arts or we or have the band, we have the band, band come in, in or we have my gym Mechanicsburg come yep. in where it's more active. So I really try to, you know, differentiate what the kids are going to be doing. And now not to, we're not trying to push tooth fairy time right now, but we'll kind of go back onto a different direction. What, what's that thing that there's a drive in you for that, for, mm -hmm. to work with kids and to like, make sure that they're learning and having a good time. But mm -hmm. like, there's a spark in there. There's something, I see that with my wife too. She's a fourth yeah. grade teacher, but like, what's that drive that you have where you're like, I just love seeing kids have a good time yeah. and learn at the same time. There's gotta be I know. something it, to kick that people off. People have asked me that before. It's a really hard question to answer mm -hmm. because I feel like it's just my passion. It's like innate. It's Were you always like an entertainer, yeah. even when you yes. were younger? I mean, I have a brother and a sister. I'm the oldest of three. And, mm. you know, we lived in this really cool house where my sister and I shared a room in the attic and we transformed it into a classroom. Well, I transformed it. She did what I asked her. And you to were do. like the leader of the, yeah, I was okay. always the teacher. We literally would move our dressers and desks and beds to create a classroom. And then neighborhood friends would come over. I was always the teacher. Mm. My mom was always like, Oh my word, this girl, <laughs> what is happening? I know. But so I don't know. It's just always been who I am. And I've always worked with kids, even like summer breaks from college. I worked at summer camps. I did like sleepaway camps with kids. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. It's just a passion of mine that I just need to keep working on. We need more. You need more of them too. Cause you know, it's uh, educators, not even in the teaching or the institutional yep. route, but just people who are there to educate and help kids. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's, there's always more need for it. Yep. And advocates and just someone that kids can talk to if they can't talk to their parents for some reason, mm -hmm. you know, you just need to be there for them in whatever way yeah. that is. And so you never know what you'll change yeah. when you're dealing with a kid too. Cause like you might not realize it, but what you're doing for that kid in that moment, you know, could change a path they're path. on too. Right. So. Yeah, I know. And I, remember my days in the Central Dolphin School District and third grade was the grade I was in the longest. And I remember working with some kids where they just seemed so lost mm -hmm. and didn't really know their place. And I really made a point to connect with them and help them know that this was their place and I will help them right. get to the next level. Right. Now you've done, you've had your hands in like everything in the community, mm. a lot of different things. Um, I know you've talked with me about this too, but when you're out and about too, you run into a lot yes. of people who you've touched their family in some way yes. where they're like, yeah. you know, you were involved in some portion of their family's life 
And when you're out and about, whether they saw you on the TV for as a Tooth Fairy commercial mm -hmm. or you were educating their kids, do you run into that a lot yes, where you're just like, oh, there's Amanda? Like a lot. And um, right now, you know, we're working with schools mm -hmm. and come I'm coming in as the Tooth Fairy and teaching dental health through assemblies, mm -hmm. like an assembly structure. And it's funny because one of our last assemblies, I actually ran into like two or three people at the school who <laughs> I met in other schools and they were like, are you this person who did this? I'm like, I did that. And they're like, oh my goodness. So it's just, it really is interesting because wherever I go, and it's a good thing, right? you know, you feel loved. And like, obviously if I made an impact on this person, that's a good thing. They're not remembering you for a bad thing. Right. Like they're like, oh, yeah. there's that. You so, know. and it's just, you know, it's just a way to like, bring people into the next thing that I'm thinking about or mm -hmm. share something new that they might not have known. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's wonderful because I do see the same people over and over again, mm -hmm. you know, in different areas. Yeah. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about yeah. and ask you some questions on was you're also on top of all these other things you've done, um, you've published, you're a published author too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I know we've talked about some things we won't talk about future sure. plans, but, sure. um, kind of go through the process that you went through when you decided I want to write a kid's book, mm -hmm. children's book. And then like what the steps were, because that's like, not a lot of people can say, you mm -hmm. know, that you published a book yeah. and, and sold them. Right. Even just to get one out there and sold mm -hmm. is a is a big accomplishment. So it started at the school, you okay. know, I was, while you were teaching, while I was okay. teaching. Yep. In third grade, I remember sitting in an assembly where there were uh, two a husband and wife team author illustrator, and they came in to do an assembly for the kids on their process and how they became published illustrator and author team. And it was so inspiring to me that, you know, here they have this idea and they just went, went ahead. And with then it. you went right home and I told went, your husband, yes. you're going to write a book. I'm like, I'm me, doing right? it right now. <laughs> you didn't drag him into it. I mean, I had been thinking about it for some time mm -hmm. because I love writing and I love reading. And my oldest was very young at the time. And he was so passionate about his little stuffy that he would always sleep with. Mm. And I thought, how can I create a story about this? And so I actually stayed after to talk with the husband and wife team. And I just asked them very general questions like, you know, is this something you think I can do? And they were so empowering and said, do it, Amanda, do it. And so I reached out to a couple people I knew that knew some publishers in the area and the rest is history. I mm -hmm. mean, I just continued were a couple of them. working yeah. on the journey. And um, it was a lot of my own effort and hard work behind the scenes. But I really wanted a book published. So mm -hmm. I was going to do whatever it took to get that done. So if someone has an idea for writing a book, yeah, like say I had a, a passion that I yeah. was tinkering with the idea, would you recommend going down that journey for someone? Yes. Like if you're on the edge of the, you know, yeah. jumping into writing a mm -hmm. book and I've not gone that route, but is it something that you think whether or not the end result was a million mm -hmm. copies sold or right. you sold a hundred, uh, that, process you went through in that mm -hmm. journey to get it there was probably rewarding for you just in a learning. Yeah. And aspect. to see my name like written on a book cover. You got the author. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just so empowering, you know, and although right now I'm not writing books, I hope to start that again mm -hmm. because it again reaches another group of people and can inspire people in a different way. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, everyone has a story that's everyone thinks their story is the same, but everyone has a unique story. Mm -hmm. And if you can work that into something creative, Right. And you can share with other people, mm -hmm. like, why not go for it? Yeah, so. right. 
It's pretty cool. Thanks. All right. So what's next for, we'll wrap this up with like, what's next mm-hmm. for Amanda Brown? I know we have some plans. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah she, for anyone who doesn't know, she works with Lead Lamp and the Verber Dental Group for some Tooth Fairy stuff and some other events. But uh, mm-hmm. I know you have a lot of plans up your sleeve too. Yeah. You're always a thinker. So. Yes. Yeah. So I hope to do more in the schools mm-hmm. next year. Um, yes, as Tooth Fairy, but also maybe just as Amanda Brown and teaching kids in small groups more about dental health and even dental careers, you know, mm-hmm. helping kids learn that there's more than just being a dentist. There's so many other things that you can do in this whole area of dental health. So hopefully I can do more education and just be around more kids. So you're kind of evolving it from mm-hmm. just, you know, early dental education where yeah. kind of the brush your teeth basics yeah. into, you know, here's yeah. there's other options for you if you're interested in dentistry yeah. for kids that are, you know, that, that age where it's like middle school-ish, late elementary where you're kind of sparking the idea of mm-hmm. getting into a career of dentistry yeah. if, if that's what they're into. Yeah, I would love to. I, that's not even something that's talked about really in schools. Right. It's like, all these careers that are available, mm-hmm. uh, I think people just get shoehorned into like mm-hmm. these basic yep. degrees and then they don't know what to do with them. So yeah. that'll be pretty cool yeah, to so see how you can evolve that I'm hoping, message. I'm hoping to do that and really um, even, you know, teach kids about, I think, what's going on inside their mouth as mm-hmm. far as the anatomy. You know, that's also really Very complex too, because yeah. once they know that, that might spark something for a career later on also. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Yeah. All righty. Well, if you haven't seen Amanda, she's around. We've had her own billboards. We've had her everywhere. So she's kind of like our, our local celebrity. You said mascot. Um, mascot. The celebrity's <laughs> better. I like celebrity okay. better. Um, it okay. does sound a little bit better than mascot. Because yeah. when I think of mascot, I think you're wearing like this giant. I know. Like, My uh, crown is big. Like though. the sideline football <laughs> mascot with the big head. Yeah. Uh, but no. Yeah. You've probably seen her around. If you haven't, you can always check her out on the Tooth Fairy Times at CVPD, mm-hmm. CV Pediatric Dentistry, and probably an assembly coming yeah, to a school, school around you. Yeah, local schools. But you have such a cool story. So I wanted to thank you for coming on and talking with us for a thank few you. minutes and just sharing that. Um, we might dig into a couple of little things later, mm-hmm. but that'd be a different episode, so. Sure. All righty. I'll do whatever you're asking. Thanks, Amanda. You're welcome. <laughs>